0: You're listening to Toolmonger's Tool Talk, podcast number 65. Welcome to Tool Talk, the weekly podcast for toolaholics, where all your DIY, home improvement, automotive, and tool-related questions are answered, and your need, physical need to talk tools is completely served. And now, the
1: host of Tool Talk, Chuck Cage and Sean O'Hara from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog
0: i'm chuck i'm sean and uh welcome back to tool talk yay (laughs) so uh
1: a few months back uh, chuck and i if you uh read the blog
0: are we have changed up trucks oh yeah this is true uh i had a uh an f-150 that i inherited from my dad and uh, he had bought it gosh what back uh a long time ago, it was a '97, and and he bought it in I probably 2001. It was low mileage. No, it must have been more like 2000. And yeah, it was low mileage and uh, kind of ugly. It was white with a red interior. Yeah that that special kind of Ford maroon. Yeah, it's not quite right? anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except it, ugly. Yeah, it, it raises your 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 like blood pressure. You know, ten points when you get in the in the truck. <laughs> you know? It looked like the interior when you open the door looked like a red velvet cake. <laughs> the outside kind of looked like one too. <laughs> not high recommendations. No, for a, for a truck. Uh, not as good. But an extremely capable vehicle. You know, he uh, he had bought it because uh, he had a. Uh, a, a a sixteen foot flatbed trailer, not your average sixteen foot flatbed trailer. Honestly, it was pretty heavy duty. Yeah, three thousand pounds empty, but would carry was rated to uh, to fifteen, which is quite a bit. And uh, he wanted to tow that with cars on it most of the time, which means that he'd be towing seven, eight, you know, thousand pounds, maybe nine, and uh, that was within its rated capability. And he threw a transmission cooler on it and figured he could get away with twelve or fifteen once or twice if he needed to. And uh, though he never really did that, I ended up doing it a couple of times uh, after he was gone and and it, it handled it great and everything. The problem is, is that the damn thing gets like uh, 17 miles to the gallon. Yeah, not real great. I mean, not horrible for trucks. Uh, and
1: we'll get into mine in a second. Better than mine. <laughs>
0: but, uh,
1: you know, it, not great either. You know, I mean, it would uh, you you would notice filling it up and oh, how God, quick yeah. it how quick it did unfill itself.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I I think early on when I first inherited it, I had, uh, I had another vehicle that was my prime kind of daily vehicle and, uh, and it was sort of an extra, but as time went on, you can't really keep that. At least I can't, you know, (laughs) we can't, you know, if you're rich, good for you, but it doesn't work that way with us, which means that I needed something that I could also drive. And, uh, and the problem with that is that 17 miles a gallon just is too damn low for realistic use on a daily basis these days.
1: Well, yeah, you're talking about three fifty a gallon for for regular gas, which is what I mean. We don't have a diesel or anything like right. that, so you're you're talking regular gas, which when you came to my truck, which was rather famous, well, not famous, infamous. <laughs> uh, That's our fault. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I had the the big three fifty Chevy small block in a giant ass fifteen hundred Silverado. Uh, with a long bed i mean this this truck is better part of 5000 pounds yeah oh uh, yeah I mean, no. easy so you know and and the performance mods i i did to it did not right. exactly improve uh mileage at all no uh so uh, it looked looked pretty good uh needed a paint job and everything but uh ran ran pretty well but got around 11 and a half oh, after it oh. was done and and that's ouch that's not good you know, I mean, it was getting 13 with the fuel filter leak. So, I
0: mean, <laughs> which is like, it's like a poor man's rev limiter. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so this was this was not good, you know, I mean, I put a, a different head on there and I, I mean, I had all kinds of performance parts on there and, and everything and, and um, yeah, I didn't do so well. So I, around the, the turn of the, the first of the year, I decided, okay, this is stupid. I need to just square up suck it up and and get something different and and i started to my dad had always taught me how to to buy a new car all right son here's what you do you get yourself (laughs) a spreadsheet make yourself a list of anything you could possibly want and then start checking columns and and everything of of you know economics and money and how much money you have what you're going to use it for and be honest don't cheat yourself you know if you're going to you know use it three times you put that you know uh, this is this this and then you know don't wait them but just find out on paper which one's the best for you and of course i put everything in there and i'm 35 years old i was oh, having. Yeah. Kind of, i want a sports car You know? well yeah who the hell doesn't you and know? uh it hit none of the boxes
0: yeah uh, yeah it's kind of hard to put plywood in a Camaro. yeah
1: you can't really haul tools with it you can't uh you know and i, I wanted a challenger or a charger or a camaro <laughs> or anything like that and they're, they're really cool and just absolutely useless For uh, for what you needed. For what I needed, yeah. I mean, it was just bad. They got worse mileage. You know, as bad a mileage as my truck. They couldn't haul anything. You can't see out of the Camaro. (laughs) It was just bad. So what I wound up with at the end of the day was two choices. Uh, One was a minivan, uh, which I refused to do. That and (laughs) the minivan actually got worse mileage than what I did pick uh, and didn't haul Bunches of plywood, which was a small truck, well, not as easily anyway. Yeah, well, we have done that, and I think we have some video somewhere of us hauling plywood with yeah, a minivan. We do a and, rented uh, minivan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another not reason it's better with a rented van. Oh I, yeah, I think, not, I think we stuffed Jr. under that. We too, yeah, we do. And yeah. uh, anyway, so we we uh, had some some fun with that, but I came to the conclusion I needed a small truck. And the small truck I I looked at all the trucks out there and of course there's a, a plethora of them that I remembered. Right. However,
0: not all of them are small trucks anymore. <laughs> yeah, they all have kind of gone the way of the Thunderbird. Help me with that. Well, you remember the Thunderbird came out as a two-seat awesome little yeah. roadster, yeah, sure. right? Oh, and it got bigger and, and bigger, bigger and bigger, and then it ended up as like that Ford with the nineteen foot long doors. Oh yeah, you like remember? that twenty foot hood. Like you <laughs> open the door
1: and it's out of alignment before you can close it <laughs> yeah. again, and you could close it twice. <laughs> and
0: and then know. after that, it was like you kind of like yeah, it was on an upward climb. And you just <laughs> ramped it into position, you know.
1: Oh, you got to hold, you got to close it with two hands. Here's- yeah, that's what happened. It it, it just it just. You know, it, it just swelled. I had never seen anything worse than Camaro doors, but the the Thunderbird oh, by yeah, the time no, it was done worse. Was, was worse. But,
0: but yeah. you think Cadillac doors would be worse because we we had a uh, we had a an eighty six I think coupe de Ville. Oh yeah, and, that's, that's and the hot pimping right there. Yeah, it was the the two door and and the two doors are huge. But <laughs> the thing is, is that. I guess Cadillac, since they don't give a damn what it weighs, right? I don't know. They must have had I-beams in there to no, handle or something. Because yeah, the doors never came out of alignment. I mean, never. <laughs> of course, if you got them off those hinges, they probably weighed 7,000 pounds. Yeah, you pounds. probably couldn't lift them without a crane or something. But, <laughs> I mean, it was a little scary. But, man, I mean, you just, yeah, you could never no. screw those doors up. No. No, but you, you could on, on the Thunderbird. But oh, yeah. anyway, the the trucks
1: I remembered, uh, some of them weren't even in production anymore. Like, uh, my first thought was, okay,
0: I'll get an S10. <laughs> nope. No. No. Eh, uh, they don't have answer. an S10. Uh, and then I was like, okay. The uh, S10, just to follow up, became the, uh, became the Sonoma. Right. Which is which bigger. Which then got bigger. Yes. Right.
1: Which is bigger. So <laughs> you're,
0: I'm like, well, crap. That's a midsize truck. I want a small
1: truck. And then I remembered um, I used to have for about three weeks before uh, some terrible family crap happened to it, uh, which, you know, happens yeah. in some stuff. But I used to have an, a little Isuzu pickup. You remember those? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, it was blue and, and you know, I had, it was really, it was smaller than what I wound up with. Eh. And that, yeah, they don't make that anymore. They, you know, that's, and so I'm like, okay, cool. I had a
0: Dakota back in the day. I'll just get a Dakota. Nope, the Dakota just went straight to swell. Yeah, it got to, it is now essentially. I mean, in fact, it was funny. I saw like an eighties, uh, an eighties uh, Chevrolet truck, and and it was just it was a a, a single cab short bed, like a fifteen hundred. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, and shockingly, it would now be considered a midsize truck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy,
1: isn't it? You know. Yeah, and the short beds would for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, well, crap. Okay, not a Dakota, and then you're like, all right, well, how about a
0: Frontier? Uh, too pricey. Oh, man, it's they still are small. Proud of that, but but first of all, you just about can't buy. You know the simple versions of it. Well, yeah,
1: they make the the simple version, which is like the the desert runner, which is the non extended cab, the the you know not all the BS all over it, and and all the plastic hitch to it, and all that stuff. And but you like you said, you can't find them. I mean, there's they only make like seven hundred of them a year, and yeah, you know, the vast majority of them are the four door
0: with leather. Yeah, and you know, the,
1: the big luggage rack on top and the short box. Automatic and, 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 and high-reven
0: engine that's, that sounds really cool, but costs yeah. more to run. And yeah, I was not a fan. Yeah. Uh, so well, I mean, it's nice. It's just not
1: what... It's not what I wanted. No. Uh, when I pictured small truck in my head, that was not it. Right. Uh, they had the Chevy Extreme a couple years back. Good luck finding one. Oh. Uh, so I'm like, crap, what am I going to... And I came across, and the the only two things left on my list were... The Mazda B Series and the Ford Ranger, which are arguably the same, same truck. truck, yeah. You know, it's a different hood and grill, but uh, pretty much that's it. Uh, which is remarkably unchanged since, <laughs> shockingly, uh, yeah, since the late '80s or whatever it is. That, Tiny little updates, yeah. I mean, you know. little updates are here and are there. Uh, they do have a, a six foot bed on them now. Uh, they Technologically, s- though, same truck. Oh yeah, all underneath. I mean, it's still a 2.3 liter. It still makes 140 horses. It's still a little bouncy when you, you blow it over some bumps or some railroad tracks and yeah. stuff. But honestly, <laughs> it's uh, it's what happened I mean, because it's all the things that the Tacoma used to be. Right. Right. The Tacoma is arguably the, the best of its class, and it is still reasonably small, though it's a little bit bigger. Yeah.
0: Um, but if I had to have one that was not as small and compact, that would, that would be, be it, it. Yeah. except for the price. And, and it's just too, and I don't think they're asking too much for it or ripping you off or something. I think that they've just added features that I could live without yeah. and would rather not pay for. Well,
1: it's in the year models I was kind of looking at, cause I was looking for something a couple year years, like, you know, two, three years old, uh, just coming off, you know, it's first owner. Uh, the pricing on the Tacomas was anywhere from two to three thousand dollars more for the same, for basically, I mean, the same truck. I mean, right. they, they had some more features on it, like you're saying, but it was two to three thousand dollars more in a ten thousand dollar range. So you're you're looking at twelve to thirteen thousand for a Taco instead of the ten thousand price range I was looking for for my Ranger.
0: Yeah, and I just I couldn't see paying it for that. No. I, I and and I could see others doing that. But if that's what you like, yeah, I have I see no problem with it. It's a great truck. I feel like what you did here and I'll I'll just I mean I can't imagine who's listening that isn't a reader of the blog and doesn't know that I already copied you and bought the <laughs> same truck. But um you know what you did is you sat down and approached this from a standpoint of what do I want to do with this vehicle? And And what do I care about and how much do I care about it? It's not that you're like, well, I must have the cheapest thing. It's more like you're saying, I don't want to spend for anything I don't care about. Right. And you realize that at this particular moment, you cared far less about, you know, whether other people thought you were cool or whether, you know, it was the most popular truck or the fastest or Or, most powerful or could tow the most or anything because you weren't towing anything. Yeah. I'm not going to tow. You made a list of the crap that you do with the truck and that you ever envisioned doing with the truck. You, you found a truck that would do, you know, 80% of that very easily. 95% of that with some effort and that other 5%, you're just going to find another solution for. Yeah. And, and then you ended up taking that and looking across everything that was out there, and then finding something that fit it very well, and and I think that's rare. I think that, you know, we kind of got used to in the in the prosperity of the '90s, you know, and and early, you know, very early uh, part of the decade, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we got used to the idea of buying what we wanted instead of what we what does what we need. Yeah. And and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. If you've got the cash and if you do, again, good for you. I I have no problem with that. But uh the problem is that I don't. I need something that I can't afford to just piss away 100, 200 bucks or more a month. Maybe as much as 5 or 600 bucks a month if you think about payment factored into that as well. Yeah. Just to have something that could theoretically tow a boat I don't own. Yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. Or, or, or you know, is you know makes me feel like a bigger guy because uh, because you know I I have this big truck and uh, I I think I'm a big enough guy. I I'm happy with who I am. I don't need any anything like that. And, and I do need something with me. You know, I'll I'll freely admit. You know, it doesn't embarrass me in the least to admit that I don't always haul stuff with my truck. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I drive my truck to meetings, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, drive my truck to buy groceries, you know, I do crap like that all the time, probably more than I haul things with it. Yeah. Now, I haul things and often enough that it's really handy. Like maybe a quarter of the time, maybe, you know, uh, that I use my truck, I haul something and it's nice to be able to just throw it in the back. And I like that. It's worth having a truck. But it's not worth having a seventeen mile gallon truck, and it's not worth having a thirty five thousand dollar truck yeah
1: it's i don't I don't particularly feel the need to have a stump puller, which you know a lot of a lot of guys have that they need that you know there's there's people in the professional industries that that are you know it's part of their job that they throw twelve hundred pounds worth of welder. In the yeah, back of that right. thing or, or something like that, or they they have a gooseneck or they have a dually if, or they, if it's they life is going trailers. to be
0: spent seven, 70% of its life is going to be spent pulling a horse trailer. Then by all means, get a big truck. Yeah. You, you know? need it. Mine won't do that.
1: Yeah. I have no reason to tow with this vehicle. You know, I, I may need to tow something once a year and for that, I'll either borrow my dad's, which is readily available or rent something. Exactly. And uh, so this is in, I do put stuff in the back of it quite often. I mean, I'll haul stuff. actually and, do too and, and, sometimes. And uh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I got dog crates. I've got all kinds of stuff. I'm moving back and forth. I'll go out to my dad's place. We're going to, you know, we're moving trees. We're doing this and that. I mean, I'll use it 33, maybe 50% of the time. You know, there's something in the bed. But a lot of times, much like you, I just commute. Back and forth, or, or you know, I'm driving to you know get groceries or whatever. Yeah, and I don't feel the need to feed a, a big ass V8 or or you know, God help you, a V10 uh, for for most of the time. And, and you know, my payment is under two hundred bucks. Yeah, for this. no, I'm with you. It's like if- I mean, you're you're looking at not a lot of of output <laughs> for a lot of functionality, right. which is I think the point for these little trucks.
0: I think if you have, uh, you know, an F-250, an F-350, and all you do is drive back and forth in it. That's kind of a waste. Well, I mean, it's it's a big price tag for just wanting a big truck, you know? I mean, if that's your thing again, good for you. But uh, but I think there's really no way to justify that beyond you just want it and you thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, I don't feel embarrassed at all admit that i don't always haul stuff with it because it's quite reasonable i mean this thing gets 24 25 miles to the gallon pretty easily yeah on the highway you can even get 26 sometimes and and you know that's with some crap in the back of it or without some crap in the back air
1: conditioning blown as hard as it goes you know yeah
0: and and it's not fast but i mean come on how fast do you need to be yeah you know it's a truck Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not a race car. It's a
1: freaking truck. They don't even put a red line on it. They're just like, yeah, it's a truck. If you care about
0: that, you chose poorly.
1: Yeah, you have got the wrong ride. But, and this, and it's sad, you know, because a lot of people, especially now, uh, the first thing you hear is, oh man, you know, I had a Ranger back in the day. I loved it. Yeah. It was one of the best trucks I ever had. And there's
0: always that sentence after it. It's too bad. They're not going to make it. Yep.
1: After 2012.
0: And they're not. Yeah. And they're not. And that's and and I think part of that and this is kind of sad, but I think part of that is due to the fact that that because the economy is bad, but it's not bad enough. Yeah. It's not bad enough to stop people from buying whatever they feel like. You know, when that's a you know, if it costs you maybe, you know, 100 150 bucks a month difference in commute, you can kind of pretend that doesn't exist. If it was 500, that'd be a problem. Yeah. You know, and I don't want the economy to be bad enough. But the concern I have is that because people aren't buying these things, because it's so unpopular in the United States to buy a truck that meets your needs.
1: (laughs) That's not just the biggest or better than some bigger than somebody. else's.
0: You know, it's, it's like, it's like belt buckles in Texas. You know, you got to have the biggest one. It's, it has nothing to do with.
1: Yeah. If it's not you, dinner plate sized, you yeah. have not tried hard yeah. enough. You know? Yeah.
0: You know, and, and, and elsewhere in the world, people buy trucks, like they buy belt buckles to hold their, they buy belt buckles to hold their belt up. Yeah. You know, hold their belt together and hold their pants up, you know, and they buy trucks to haul whatever it is they're going to haul. And it's very expensive, and I I really don't want to necessarily see things go the way they have elsewhere, to where we have to either tax those vehicles or or do or the price of gas has to go out the roof or something in order to, you know, get everybody buying vehicles that are reasonable, so that we can have some choice there. Because quite honestly, the Ranger isn't even the best way you could build that truck. No, if there were if there was competition in that field, we'd have a better truck. I I really
1: think so, and I think. You know, back in the day when there was competition in the field, things you saw trucks start to get better. You know, like the Tacoma, you know, really didn't start out as good as it was. I don't think. I mean, I think they improved it a lot. And it it's a really nice, solid truck. Now, you pay for that. Yeah. But it's a lot better. It's markedly better than the Ranger. And I think it was that much better because there was competition in the space. Back in the day, there was the Isuzu. What was it? The Isuzu Pup. Yeah. Uh there was Remember Volkswagen's yeah, truck? Volkswagen had that Rabbit truck, yep. which uh, the diesel. um, uh, they had I mean there's there was a lot of them. The Ford Ford had the Courier back then. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the Courier before the Ranger
0: or did no, they make yeah. Sense? yeah. No, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean they had the Courier, they had the the Mazda still had its B series. Uh-huh. Um they had uh, which was basically a rebatch Courier. Nissan had the hard body. Yep. Remember that? Yes, I do. Little bitty truck. <laughs> i mean yeah the the what was it the um there was a name for it too i can't remember what it was called it wasn't a frontier but yeah i mean it was like a and that was the first pickup truck i ever really rode in was a little nissan extended cab uh, yeah king cab i loved it loved it thought it was the coolest truck ever uh it was was that um that crappy like mid-80s ice blue
0: oh yeah um, oh yeah, <laughs> you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, they had all kinds of names for it. It was Fugly.
1: Oh yeah, it was, it was the coolest car ever, though, because you know it was the, you know it, it was cheap enough that we as teenagers could afford to run it and do whatever we wanted to. We could we had a bed and everything, and of course, once you are sixteen, seventeen, and you realize the joys of the J C Whitney catalog, <laughs> you can buy almost oh, yeah. anything. To go on that trip. In fact, that's the oh, first yeah. thing I did. I came home when I got my <laughs> Ranger and popped JC Whitney online and ordered the uh, the bed caps.
0: Yeah, I don't have a bed liner in mine, and I really wish I did. <laughs> mine came with one, but that's I'm the only so reason I got one. I'm so damn cheap.
1: Yeah, I just I'm not you're willing like, yeah, to
0: scratch it up. I don't care. I did. I just like. I mean, I hauled. I hauled some crap in it a while back and scratched it up pretty good inside, of course. Yeah, you're like, yeah, whatever. It's the bed, you know. It's a truck. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, that code costs money. You know, yeah. my payment is also under two hundred dollars a month, and uh, I'm not going to spend like you know, four months payments to buy a Ow. Bed. yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, you know, that's, Screw the f- that.
1: That. that's the first thing I do when I go and I <laughs> see some dude driving a big ass 2,500 or, you know, one of those <laughs> heavy duties is I'll just kind of peek around and stand on my tiptoes most of the time. Cause it's a four by four and look in the back of the bed and see if it's pristine. Yeah. <laughs> if it's pristine, I'm calling bullshit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just bad, but, uh, the the one thing i would say about a uh, uh a a smaller truck is it drives a little bit better uh, as far as getting it in and out of town Oh yeah,
0: parking. You, oh, you had man. this great shot of your truck <laughs> in a compact car spot. In a compact car
1: spot. And I'm like, "Yeah." You know, you had another one on your phone the other day that you sent to me that was uh That was at the gym. Yeah, you were uh, parked in between. I can't remember what they were. They were dude, just giant ass Texas trucks.
0: Yeah, it was an F350 and a uh three <laughs> it was it was an F350 Super Duty and a uh uh crap. Oh, and a and a and a 150 that had been uh, had a lift kit on it. From oh, hell. God. And there were just these monster trucks and there's Chuck's car that looks much like a toy, like a Hyundai or something like
1: that sitting in between them. It it was, it was just hysterical. And, you you know, Chuck uh, sent me this and he's like, I'm not paying for their gas, you know?
0: Well, yeah. And it's funny because at the gym, you see more of that than anywhere else. Yeah. Just the the extensions. Oh, yeah, like the uh, the guys that just drive these, like, monster trucks. And they can't even fit them in a parking space. Yeah, so they have to park them a little far away and take up
1: five spaces uh-huh. or whatever. And I yeah. park
0: out there just because I don't, you know, people run into each other a lot. Yeah. Because uh, you're kind of half stupid when you come out of the gym anyway, <laughs> if you've done it right. And and there's, they're real tight up front, and everybody likes to run into each other, and they, the kids run around and stuff. So I park kind of out of ways so that I get out of that anyway. I mean I am going to the gym, what the hell I can walk, right? Yeah. And uh so I end up parking out by all the all the jackasses with the uh with the F three fifty super duties. <laughs> and like, it's just really? them, you know, and their in their their, you know, monster size uh container of whey protein and <laughs> And that's it. That's all the truck calls, you know? Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. The rest of it's it is pristine. It has never seen oh, yeah. mud in oh, its yeah. life. It's never. never been off-road. If you
0: have a Rancho suspension kit and you can still see that it's white and red... You have not used it correctly. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, that's not cool. I had a friend in high school who had the best Jeep ever. You know what it was? It was a CJ7. Good, good foundation. The long one that yeah, he had. Yeah, nice, and he got it, and it, it had been uh, rolled, and not nasty rolled, but like you know, like four by four rolled. Like he got a little too far up, and it fell over. Yeah, you know, so it was all dinged up, and it had dents and crap all over it, and scratches and everything. And he got it, and he got it because he wanted to do a rebuild, and he um, uh, he replaced the transfer case, and had the had the both diffs rebuilt. And uh, he used that uh, that AMC Javelin bellhousing conversion, so oh, that yeah, he so he could stick something bigger, three, up front. A Chevy small block in it, right? There you go. So none of that weird. What was it? I wasn't a three hundred eight. It was something odd, like three hundred five. No, it was it was, but it was bored or something. It was like an oddball oh version, kind of yeah. like kind of like the Oldsmobile three hundred eight version, you know, mm-hmm. that's like just not quite right. Yeah, it just got a different head on it or his board or something, but yeah. it's it's funky. But it wasn't that funky Jeep engine. It was he put a 350 in it, you know. Nice. And uh, so it was essentially all new Rancho suspension, a steering stabilizer, the whole nine yards. It was great. The only thing he never did was paint it or fix the body. <laughs> so essentially it looked like crap, but it was solid and it ran great. And you could go out and do whatever you damn well please in it because pff, you know what are you going to do? Well, you had gobs of power and the suspension to
1: <laughs> handle it. So as long as you had the travel, you could get in and out of whatever trouble you wanted to.
0: Had a real bar on it, so I mean, I don't know how many times we did things like, uh, like, like try to climb through a funky place and it would fall over on its side. So what you do is you just get out the little uh, the little thing that you dig in the ground, you know. Oh yeah, and winch and it back dig up. Dig it in, I and mean, we just we, oh we didn't have a winch, we had a, a come along. Oh yeah, so you took a come <laughs> on Ratchet to and it, back like, tick, up. Tick, 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 tick. and just you know once it got out, you get under it, kind of push, and it would just flop back over. and You get in it and go, you know. Yeah. And I mean, so you put a ding in it, whatever, you know. He uh, no carpet. He put those neoprene seats in it. And you could hose it out. You could. You just hose it out, you know. <laughs> he had a, a, a had a neoprene bikini top on it. So, you know, you didn't get fried when you're out in the sun. But other than that, who gives a damn, you know, <laughs> in the winter, he had this uh, originally had this crappy soft top that he put on it uh, just so you could drive it, you know? Yeah. And then eventually when he had some more cash, he uh, uh, he bought a, a, a nice fiberglass hard top for it for the winter time. But the funny part was, is it wouldn't fit because we had kind of tweaked it a little. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the back was a little out. And we fixed it with the come along. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, you just had to be straight enough to bolt it in. So anyway, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. As, I mean to, as long as the bolts
1: line up, it does yeah, matter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, and you only had to really do it once a year. So you kind of hook the come along up and tweak it a little and put the top on it. <laughs> Actually, the first time is probably a little easier. It was better, yeah. <laughs> we thought about just rolling it over on the other side to see if that fixed it, but we we're really sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry about the tangent. Probably wouldn't, you know, but yeah. It well,
1: anyway. Yeah, it's it's just a a matter of uh, us looking around and and uh, really coming to grips with the way we use vehicles has has actually, you know, what, what it it really hasn't changed a whole lot for me. But I did identify my BS and say, okay, this is what I actually use. This is what I need, and this is what I'm going to go get. And actually. Man, I've been happier with this truck than any other truck I've ever owned.
0: I I uh, totally agree. Uh, you know, straight up MTV Cribs is not beating down my door. You know, <laughs> mine uh, either. Nobody I I feel, you know, at my age I feel the need to impress no one. So, uh I just wanted something that wasn't going to eat my wallet and I think you did a great job of picking it out and as, you know, exemplified by the <laughs> batch <laughs> widget that i bought the same drive <laughs> <truck. laughs> A little while back, which kind of inspired me to jump on the bandwagon, too, because I have the same issue that you do. Yeah. For different um, reasons.
1: Yeah. I uh, have some. uh, Well, first of all, we're in Texas. And it's hot. And it's hot. It is the hottest. One of the hottest years we've had on record here. And the normal Uh, years are hot. And it's normally hot. (laughs) It is not unusual since June. This is now the late or uh, late August uh, that we do not get below 105 here. Yeah. Uh, we 're actually hotter here many days than Phoenix, yep, uh, which is not cool uh, so early. yeah so it 's air conditioning and climate control in our houses became critical a, a hot topic uh,
0: it is essentially life support yeah uh,
1: your house will get up over ninety degrees if you do not uh, use some kind of form of of climate control here, so that is kind of an issue. And I am into air conditioning. <laughs> uh, let me just state that. So, r- I guess uh, earlier uh, in late spring, I suppose uh, I started looking for ways to cool my house down. And I don't know anything about AC really, or you know what makes go. You know what makes it go, and, and everything. So I started looking, and I started thinking. Well, you know, without really getting some kind of degree in you know H- HVAC, what can I do? And, uh, you know, the normal stuff comes, comes to mind, you know, you seal up your house, you make sure you're a little bit, uh, you know, you're insulated. You don't have direct sunlight pouring in everywhere. You don't have, uh, uh, these, these ridiculous kind of issues. Uh, and then you start looking at stuff like, okay, what's my air conditioner set to? What will it actually cool the house down to? How cool is it actually getting, you know, and you start keeping a log on that and everything and, uh, tuning it. And, uh, it didn't take me long to figure out that wasn't enough. Yeah, uh, for for my house, uh, I couldn't keep it cool enough to really make me comfortable or, you know, my 18 uh, month old comfortable or my wife or anything else, dogs, any of it. So during the day, I I kind of had a problem and uh, I, I kept looking around and I saw a show that uh, had these. Uh, it was a house in Italy. That had a super awesome computer-controlled deal with, uh, you know, uh, little units in every room or split units in every room. And, you know, it had motion sensors for when you walked in, it had to turn one on and turn another one off. And, uh, I mean, wow. it was ridiculous. So I took that and went, wow, that's awesome. And uh, also quarter of a million dollars to to put in your house. Yeah, a bit pricey. Make. Yeah, a little, a little, little on the up end. Yeah, uh, you know, I could... Buy a house somewhere cool and go there, you know, for that kind of money. But uh, once a year for many years. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I found window units, uh, just the cheapy kind uh-huh. that uh, you get at Lowe's or, or, you know, Home Depot, any of the big box stuff. And stuck a, I can't remember what BTU it is. It's it's like the the second smallest one. You know, it's a little bit bigger than the bread box. Uh, I think it's like uh, 5,000 BTUs or something like that. Uh, not very big. Uh, the, the new ones now have a remote. They cost like 90 bucks at the big box, and stuck it in one of my rooms, uh, actually my bedroom, to see what it would do. And uh, the first month using uh, that one and a borrowed one I, I had for my brother, uh, I dropped my heating cooling bill a. About one hundred and seventy five dollars,
0: and this is because you could then turn down, jack the rest of the house temperature
1: up, and only cool the rooms I was really using. And at night, I just left it at seventy eight eighty, and you know me, the dogs, and you know everybody would just pile in those two rooms, and those would go crank down to seventy two seventy, and which. I mean, these little bitty window units don't use hardly any power compared right. to your central, home right. seat, oh, yeah. you know, home uh, AC unit, and it was I dropped the the price of of my uh, my home cooling dramatically. I mean, I almost cut my bill in half. Wow! Uh, so I mean, that was a big deal, and that was at the beginning of summer. And uh, normally, my bill runs somewhere in the three hundred to three hundred fifty bucks range. Uh, and I don't know what it uh, for cooling in the summer, uh, which on the high end like July and August. But since June, it's been like July and August is normally. So right. I, I got in right, right before the the badness hit, and uh, even with the the heat as much as it is. Uh, I can keep my rooms. I mean, you've been over to my house in the middle of the yeah. 18, oh, and yeah, it's kind nice. of stuff, and in and the you know, and, and I've I've expanded into my office now. So if I'm staying in my office, which I often do, uh, you know, it's the same difference, and it's it's nice and cool in there and everything. And I keep the rest of the house a little warmer and shut and, off and the not vents. Hot, and of not hot, just not as cool. Not as cool. You know, it normally runs somewhere around seventy eight. Yeah. Uh, in the in the kind of I'll break it at like seven thirty eight o'clock. And it'll cool down to like 70, 78 instead of 80 or 76, whatever. Uh, Depends on the the day. You know, if it's a weekend, it'll go a little cooler. And uh, blocked off the vents for those rooms so that the the air conditioner was not trying to cool them. Right. Because I already had a unit in there. And uh, again, you know, for the last couple months, instead of running 300 to 350, I'm running around 220.
0: Nice. nice
1: is it perfect no but i'm cool in those
0: rooms (laughs) and it's cheaper than it was yeah this inspired me to kind of think about some of the same things i mean with my issues i think my issues are that you know i have a lot of large windows that are just letting too much heat in and i i really need to look at uh at, at uh putting some some filters on the outside yeah and i i'm not willing to do the stick on kind because even the professionally installed ones because i just met too many uh glass guys who told me that they destroy the windows over time yeah and i'm not willing to do that windows are expensive they are and even compared to electricity in the summer in texas they're expensive so so that's kind of out and i i think in the long run i'm going to have to try some of those uh externally mounted screens one of the problems with putting your covers on the inside of the window is that the heat comes through the window and then is stopped by your, uh, you know, your, your, you know, blinds or whatever the hell you put in the window. But the problem is, is that by stopped, it means that the blinds absorb it and the blinds are inside. Right. So the heat is inside.
1: You still get some transfer.
0: Right. So in the end, you know, it seems best to do something that sits on the outside of the windows and can be removed in the winter if you want to. And that sort of stuff. I think that's something I'm going to have to try, and I'm still thinking about, about putting some kind of secondary unit in the bedroom. Uh, my homeowners association is kind of a bitch, so uh, they're not going to go for a standard window unit, but if they can't see it, they can't really go for it or not. Sadly, all the windows in my bedroom are visible. Uh, but they're, I'm thinking about maybe one of those in-wall units, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, the split units, yeah. Yeah, the, that essentially I could mount, say, uh, either on the side of the house where they can't see it or uh, maybe even on the, believe it or not, on the front of the house under that uh, extended window. Yeah, it would work. Where it's behind the oh, edges yeah, the, and the stuff, hedges, which yeah, is good the, anyway because it would be in the shade. Which oh, yeah, is, that that not work. And uh, I think that may be kind of my long-run solution. But I don't think I'm going to go through another summer this way.
1: Yeah, it gets really warm, and it's it's not fun at all. I lucked out because most of my stuff. Uh, that i would be doing either faces the back or is on the side where i don't care i saw that
0: and that's awesome yeah and it
1: is it is the suite you know and plus these these window units that i'm putting in they aren't the kind that even need the brace you know
0: yeah they've come a long way i think this is worth mentioning yeah because when you say window unit people our age think of that humongo 900 pound piece of crap that that looks like it, came, it was built in 1910 yeah and and goes in your window and gets dirty and pisses everywhere and yeah no. and you saw the one over at my place that's a little bitty thing yeah it little bitty thing um, the the vents look more
1: like car air conditioning vents uh-huh. um, it doesn't really make a whole lot of noise it doesn't leave good a giant thermostat yeah good thermostat it's it's all computer controlled now you got a remote to it um, they don't make a ton of noise they don't leave a giant puddle no, no uh, Good stuff. Or, yeah it, it's cheap fine. too compared to what yeah, they used to be no it's the ones I got were were on the standard summer sale uh-huh. at the big box for 90 bucks nice which nice. How the hell are you going to... It's going to save you as much as that in the first month of the are two. those split units? Well, they range. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because the, the they yeah. can be bigger, right? Well, yeah, because even the window units can be bigger. You know, like the smallest one is, I think, about uh, 3,000 or 2,800 BTUs, and then the, the biggest one is like 7,000 or something. Holy crap. I mean, it's it's big. Um, so, I mean, if you're getting about the equivalent size... BTU unit, you're talking about three to, to five hundred bucks. Mm, mm-hmm. um, not radically
0: more expensive. Still worth it. Still be worth it to me.
1: Still be worth it. It, it really is. Now, I... You know, everybody suggested that and said, "Oh, they're so much more elegant," and they are. Um are so much better. I would be they doing are. what
0: you're doing, but if, it's so much cheaper for me. Oh, no, 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 because I, I can be, stick
1: them in the window and no one would see them. Yeah, I'd be doing what you're doing if I had the
0: option. Yeah, no, no questions asked. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, it's just easier, and and uh, and props. All props to my brother, who's like the king of cheapo. Figured it out. Figured it out. You know, he's like, you know, I I don't even run my because his his house is a lot smaller. His house is probably about half small or half as small as mine. And Mine's not big. And uh, he doesn't even run a central AC during the summer. <laughs> he cools one side of the house with one of them, and another side with another one. Now, His are a little bigger than mine, um, which is why I could borrow his his old small one, right? Because uh, his I back think, when you were trying it out, yeah, yeah, and uh, then it blew up famously, and and I had to go go uh-huh, get another yeah. one. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's wildly cheaper for me. Uh, just cooling those two rooms and making sure now I do have the benefit of I have a electronically controlled uh, central air conditioning system which you can now which makes it really easy because you can say you can just dial it in yeah sure you know within reason uh, so that makes a difference also realizing that no matter what you set your air conditioner at you have to be aware that there is a certain point where it just can't handle going yeah. any cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, like mine, when it's 105 out, I can get to 75, and that's as low as I go. Yep. I mean, that's all you got, or 110. You know, I can get to 75, and that's it. That's as much as it can do. So uh, I have to be aware of that. So you set it at 77 or 80, and you will actually not burn it all. You know, it won't be running all the time. Uh, so, you know, be aware of that. Uh, a lot of people say, Oh, I set it to, you know, seventy five. Well, if it only gets to seventy seven,
0: yeah. you're running on. You're all setting day. it to on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it just never it never stops. It can't cycle like it needs yeah. to. I mean it's it, gonna burn up. It's just gonna burn up, yeah. And you'll wind up blowing a coil or all kinds of nasty stuff that is more expensive than your original problem. So uh yeah, but it's it's worked out pretty good for me so far.
0: I wrote about a tool, uh, I guess about a week and a half, two weeks ago, oh, yeah? uh, three weeks a while back, that I was kind of a big fan of, and I, it's something that I saw nobody write about, and that's the uh, the Dewalt uh, the 12 volt max flashlight. <laughs> now, you know, this is sort of that tool that used to be the tool that raises the tool count in the in the uh, in the kit. Yeah, you know? it's used to be the... Five-piece kit. I, I call it the also and. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, oh, yeah,
0: and also you get a flashlight. Yeah. But uh, in this case, you know, I, I, a lot of times it is, okay? A lot of times it is. That's an accessory they throw in because, you know, they can get a few bucks out of you. Yeah, but there's a couple companies out there who really take the flashlight seriously. Yes, and uh, I'm going to count DeWalt among them because uh, this thing is really cool. In fact, it, it kind of gave... The Milwaukee, which has always been my favorite. It still is my favorite. It's, but It still is mine, too. Yeah, But uh it it really gave it a run for the money because I almost think that in, in some ways it's better and in other ways not as much. So it really depends on what you're going to do with it mm-hmm. uh, as to which one would be the best, which is saying something because I haven't seen anything that even came close to interesting me as much as that uh, Milwaukee flashlight. Yeah, the M12. Yeah, the yeah. M12. And uh, and the big reason for that was that the M12 was a classic flashlight. They actually sat down and said, let's just make a really good flashlight. You know, I don't care. It's just a good flashlight. Which honestly... Nobody many really companies does. haven't well,
1: done in years. You know, oh, yeah. what can we do to it? How can we make it look different? And they didn't do that. How can we
0: gimmick it up? You know, yeah, and it's and they like, didn't
1: do that. They made a pivoting head, stuck a great battery, a wonderful reflector, yes. and good light in it, and said, here you go. You can drop it off a roof and it'll be fine. Awesome piece of gear.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, so so not quite the same design thinking with DeWalt. Yeah, It
1: looks radically different.
0: Well, one of the problems is that the 12 volt Max line uses a square battery, a square slide type battery as opposed to a round insert type battery. And and this is actually really cool because if you look at a drill driver, it makes a lot of sense. You know, sure. instead of it being you know, where it won't stand on its foot uh, on the battery, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. It, it, it looks kind of like a miniaturized big driver. Well yeah, it looks like the eighteen or twenty volt, yeah, just volt. smaller. Yeah. You know? SM All. SM all. Yeah. And it's it's a cool little piece of gear, but I can imagine the poor bastard, you know, had to design the flashlight and they're like, here's the battery. Okay, go for it. He's like, crap, you know, and he could have just made it round and stuck it on the end of it, you know, rigid style. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, like some kind of die grinder or something. But instead he, he came up with or she, I don't know, it could have been, came up with a really badass design. It looks like it would suck. Like when you just see a picture of it, if you've never held one, you think, "Wow, that's going to be really wow, uncomfortable." Wow, that looks and like it came out of Star
1: and, Trek or something. That's, yeah, looks useless, you know.
0: And boy, it is. It is actually quite good. Um, first of all, you know, they round the corners off quite a bit, so you, you you don't hold it like a normal flashlight, but you can hold it comfortably in almost any kind of configuration. Sure. So that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the pivoting head, I like the rotating and pivoting. You can point it almost anywhere. Uh it has a little kickstand that comes out. Now that is cool. So you can stand it up and then I you was, can point the head around
1: any which way. I was very surprised because I thought, well, that's the stupidest gimmick I guess, you no, know, cool. gimmicky thing I've ever seen <laughs> and it works and I felt like a jackass. So, yeah. Yeah, well,
0: it wouldn't be the first time for either of us. <laughs> and it's extremely bright, which is nice. Now, I my one kind of beef is that, you know, it has a big bright point in the center. And uh, you can see the picture on my post. I actually took a picture in the dark garage so you could see that it does spread more light out wider than the Milwaukee. Like So, so while you will got a bright point with the, with the DeWalt, you'll see more of the room with the DeWalt as well. Right. Uh, but but it's a big difference between the super bright point and then kind of dimming toward the outside. Where it, yeah, it does have fade. Yes, and whereas the Milwaukee has that kind of magic. Even, yeah, yeah, that
1: even kind of... Uh, look. Now it's, it is no very, spot. Yeah, it is very bright, but there is no spot in it, which I have always... Maybe it's just the think artist in I that's a good me. thing. I, I just... Uh, it, it appeals to my meticulous nature, you know? It's like, all right. I can shine this anywhere, and it's the same everywhere. So I like I that. Yeah, just I, practically, I, really I like that. Yeah, I do.
0: Uh, so I, I would be a fan of that. Now they they make I think a valid argument that it has different uses. Uh, True, I, and it's not bad. I mean it, the flashlight is cool enough that and, and useful enough in so many ways that I it certainly wouldn't stop me. But I would like to see that that even even light. that was really a great I, in my opinion a great uh, one of
1: the better innovations that they came up with in, in a while a small yeah. flashlight category in a while yeah yeah hell yeah.
0: Uh, both use a single bright LED, which is cool and definitely the way of the future. Oh yeah, I um, mean you get hours and hours out of
1: a battery, oh, yeah. you know, out of a twelve volt oh, yeah. battery, forever. Lithium
0: ion twelve volt battery oh, God, power yeah. that thing for hours. Yeah, the one on the Dewalt, I haven't tried it to see how long it'll last. But let's put it this way: I've never actually charged the one that I have. <laughs> yeah, I've charged it many times, but you know, the the
1: biggest comment I get out of these these twelve volt and, and not just Milwaukee's, but uh, you know, Dewalt, or whoever. Uh, the biggest comment I always hear from guys off a truck is you know what it 's awesome i i take I throw it in the bag in the morning and I use it all day i don 't have to even think about it that 's the battery that stays on it all day yeah. I, I use it all day come back and you know maybe I charge it maybe i don 't you know if I forgot to charge it, I take it back out the next day i 'm still not worried yeah i'll i 'll charge it tonight you know and and everything will be fine that is the the best I think you could get for any kind of small flashlight like that.
0: It's kind of funny because nobody will buy them this way because it'd just be too expensive to buy one with batteries and a charger for this purpose, but... For guys like us, we use them around the house too. Yeah. So mine I, stays in the house. Yeah, the Milwaukee, I, I have thrown it in a drawer and the DeWalt will do this as well. I just haven't happened <laughs> to have done it It's <laughs> six I've, months later. Exactly. I've forgotten about it for six months and then pick it up and use it and it still has charge enough to run for quite some time. Yeah. The magic of big lithium batteries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and small LED. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I just wanted to give a little love to to the, the DeWalt twelve volt max. Flashlight and the people involved in making it because it would have been very easy to just make a crappy flashlight to fill out the tool count. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, but uh, and they, that's not the end of the world necessarily. But I no, just, it is a flashlight,
1: and there are other options. But yeah, props where props are due. I wish
0: this were cheaper. It would cost you about sixty bucks if you really shop hard. You can get one with a battery and a charger for sixty bucks. That's yep. too much. You're best not best to get do it that. in a toolkit. Yep, you're going to have to have twelve volt max tools to take advantage of this, but if you do and you don't have the flashlight, go spend the 30 bucks on it. It's, it's, it's worth it. I think
1: I would, I would completely agree with that.
0: Well, hope you enjoy tool talk. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at two one four two nine six nine two two nine. That's two one four two nine six nine two two nine. And uh, you can ask us questions. Tell us we're full of crap. Uh, we'd love to hear it. We'll probably play it in the, in the uh, podcast too. So uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.